The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth in line in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and newborn Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to begin um, with something that may sound obvious, but which I think bears um, lifting up. And that is I've realized in the last few days um, and weeks that it has now been two years since we were able to celebrate Christmas in person. Um, That's a long time. And one of the refrains I've heard over the last two years from many people, maybe you have said this, I have thought it myself, is, uh, boy, I will never again take for granted, fill in the blank, right? I'll never take for granted hugging my grandchildren or traveling to see relatives or going to my favorite restaurant or going to a live sporting event or seeing a movie in a theater or coming to church. So here we are, the first time we've gathered to celebrate Christmas since 2019, and I just want to pause to say how good it is to be here with you, and we should not take it for granted. And I want to extend a special welcome tonight to anyone who is worshiping with us in person tonight 
for the first time, as we say every week, because it's true and because we believe it, we have indeed been expecting you, and we are glad that you are here to worship with us on this wonderful day. So, the fact that we're together is a difference from last year, from 2020, but I also want to mark a difference uh, between this year and two years ago, the last time we gathered in person. And that difference is that today, and indeed this whole weekend, we will have many people worshiping with us virtually. Some of those people are far away geographically. Some used to be connected to this church uh, and have moved away and have found us again online. Some have found us only online and have never been here. Some, for medical reasons of their own or their loved ones, are, are staying away from larger crowds. And I know some people who had every intention of being here today, uh, but just uh, tested positive in the last day or two, and so they are also joining us virtually. And I want to pause also to celebrate that and to remind us all that we are united as a family of faith, whether we are here or whether we are worshiping virtually, we are connected as a family, and we're reunited. We are united today, particularly because our attention is focused where? On the Christ child, on the one born to save, on Jesus, on Emmanuel, God with us, with all of the other characters from the story that we just heard read from Luke that we know so well, where we go imaginatively to the city of David and join the shepherds and the angels, and, the, and Mary and Joseph, and the baby in the manger, where we are struck again by awe and wonder at the mystery of this day. I've been thinking, as we've been leading up to today, about uh, remembering, or I guess more accurately, forgetting. You all have heard the, the word blurs day? Yeah, anyone? Come on, you can raise your hands. That's a word that came to mind uh, during the, the, the last couple of years when every day sort of felt like the same. And I will confess in my own life, I have found it difficult to remember uh, when or how things happened or what year they happened. And that got me thinking about uh, memory and remembering and forgetting. <clears throat> and that reminded me of uh, a very short but important quote from a, a beloved author of, of mine, uh, G.K. Chesterton. He's talking here about we, how we as Christians, we believe we live in a world that is broken, that's fallen, a world that is not as God intended it. And that creates um, a common problem for all of us having to do with forgetfulness. Not forgetting places or people or things, but a deeper kind of forgetfulness. Here's what he says. We are all under the same mental calamity, he says. We have all forgotten our names. We have all forgotten what we really are. What does he mean by that? Well, among other things, he means that in this broken, fallen world, this world which is not the world as God intended it, we live in a place where the world is good at telling us why we're significant, why we're important, why our lives have value. And this won't be an exhaustive list, but it will give you a sense of what I think he meant and what I want to suggest to us tonight. So, for example, the world tells us, the world tells you, it says, your life is significant. Your life has value. 
your life has meaning to the degree you can produce something valuable. Or your life has significance, your life has meaning, your life has value to the degree you can consume lots of things. Or your life is filled with meaning and significance and value to the degree you are young and healthy, or to the degree you are, whatever this means, beautiful. Or, and I don't mean this in a flip way, I think this is one of the challenges for us in our particular time and place, your life, the world says again, is filled with meaning and significance and value to the degree lots of people follow and like you on your social media platform of choice. Friends, we live in this broken, fallen world, this world which is not as God intended it, and it seems to me we far too easily believe those lies. Can I get an amen to that? I agree. But, but, every once in a while, we get a glimpse of the truth of things. Every once in a while, we get a glimpse of who and whose we really are. Every once in a while, we get a, a glimpse and a reminder that those lies are just that, that our meaning, our significance, our value in life has nothing to do with what we can produce or consume or how healthy or young or popular we are, but rather that our significance, our value, our meaning in life comes from the fact that we have been created by a God who loves us, you, have been created by a God who loves you, and not just created, but a God who loves you so much that that same God has come to earth gently and quietly and secretly as a little baby so that that same Jesus could grow up and give his life away for your sake. In those moments when we remember, those glimpses, uh, when we remember, Chesterton concludes this very brief quote by something that I love. He says simply, when we are struck by those moments, here's what happens. For one awe-filled instant, he says, we remember that we forget. We live our lives, in other words, he's saying, forgetting who we really are, but every once in a while we can see clearly and we remember that we forget. My dear friends, I believe that today is one of those times when we remember who and whose we are. We hear the story from Luke Again, we hear about those familiar characters, Caesar and Quirinius, and the stage, the city of David, Bethlehem. And we hear about the angels and the shepherds and Mary and Joseph and the little baby in the stable, in the manger. And something in us, I think, says, yeah, all of that is true. Not just true 2,000 years ago, but still true today. And when we are struck by the realization of that truth, quoting another favorite author of mine, what he says is that our hearts leap and our eyes fill with tears because 
get this, we are reminded of a time before we were born and a time after we will die. In other words, we are reminded of our eternal identity as children, beloved children of God, who will always be connected to that God through love and, through, and whom not even death can separate. My dear friends, this is a time for hope and joy and peace and love, and I pray that you will experience all of those things abundantly today and in the days to come with your friends and family. But as I am suggesting here, I believe it is also a time for us to be reminded of who we are, of where we come from, of where, we've going, of where we're going, of the God who loves us today and always, not only for our own sake, but so that in remembering, we can reflect that same love and reflect that same light out into a hurting and a dark world. And when that happens, then the promise of John's gospel comes true. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not and cannot and will not overcome it. My dear friends, God bless you today in remembering who and whose you are. And may you have a merry and a blessed Christmas. Amen.